at the end of the day, we're first humans and mistakes are bound to happen. And when they happen, it's okay. Like it's just an opportunity to just come up with a quick solution sometimes. And no one should feel like they're terrible because they made a mistake. We're first human and every human deserves that compassion. Hey, it's Des here back with another episode. I'm sure we've all had that one leader that has really made a positive difference in our lives and others we remember for, well, not so good reasons. Leadership can take many forms. In today's episode of Positive AF, I chat with Monica Garcia, the founder of the Love Yourself Foundation. I pick Monica's brain on her compassionate leadership style and what it means to lead with compassion. You may notice in this episode, we ran into some technical sound challenges. Don't let that take away from the value Monica brings to changing the status quo on leadership. Hey, welcome back to Positive AF Podcast. I'm here with my very good friend, Monica Garcia, the founder of the Love Yourself Foundation. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. The best way I think to open up the space is with gratitude. Can you tell me something you're grateful for in this current moment? I guess I'm really, I'm really happy and grateful for the opportunity to, to speak on your podcast, Des, and um, also sharing space with you. And it's, you know, it's been a crazy few months for everybody, so it's just always wonderful to just see friendly, familiar faces. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making the time. And I know throughout this time, um, the Love Yourself Foundation has done a lot to pivot online and provide resources to those who are trying to find solace at home. Can you tell me a little bit about LYF and how did this all begin? Yes, the Love Yourself Foundation uh, was first created um, in 2017. Um, All of it is inspired by my own personal story of Uh, overcoming dark moments and learning to love myself through it all. Um, And also my background uh, was always predominantly in environmental environmentalism. And so when I went through uh, my mental health journey, I realized that a lot of folks have a difficult time to connect with nature because a lot of us aren't really connecting with ourselves. So I saw the need of uh, more health, mental health advocacy, and so now I, I find all of it's connected. If we can learn to love ourselves more um, through the difficult moments, it creates a deeper connection within ourselves. And therefore, we can learn to love others more and ultimately have a more loving relationship with our planet. Um, so that's kind of, in a nutshell, how it all came to be. And uh, yeah, we've and it's evolved. At first, we were predominantly an online platform. And then uh, back at the end of 2018, we started to do different events um, and all around the premise of art and music and healing modalities and promoting local, the local art scene with it. And, uh, but it's funny because with COVID, we've had to go back online and focus more on our, on our online presence through this time. So it's good, though. It's been a really good time to bring balance and realize that we we need to not only take care of our local community, but our global community as well. Absolutely. Everything incredibly well said. I don't think that you could have portrayed your message or your missions so much better. 
I think finding LYF has been incredibly pivotal in my life because I, you know, I think the first step is just becoming aware of what else is out there and a different lifestyle. Like you can be happy, you can find peace, and there's just different ways that you can achieve that. And through LYF, I think I've found a lot of different things that work for me like it's going to be different for everybody so you know there's the whole journaling meditation hug healing healing through what you put in your body through food Um, and there's just so many practices amazing practices that i've learned through lyf that um, i can resonate so closely to your mission because you know although i'm still on my journey and i'll be on this lifelong journey i feel like i'm just so much closer. I've just taken so many more steps toward finding my true self and becoming, um, you know, just becoming. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) With all that being said, what's one thing that you do to invite positivity into your life? Um, I really think practicing gratitude every day um, is what really helps me to just stay grounded. I do other, other things too, but I find that gratitude uh, when I really became, took an active approach to doing that every day, um, it really, I, I, I remember feeling the shift. I went from uh, that victim mentality um, to more of like embracing the challenge. And it doesn't mean you have to be super happy when things are, aren't that great, but it just helps you to understand the lesson behind the difficult moment. And, uh, and, and yes, I, I truly believe that that practice alone has helped me tremendously so far in my life. The way that you open up LYF meetings, too, is always in gratitude. So I feel like this is an homage to, to you and everything I've learned from you and your leadership style, opening up the space in gratitude, as I do here on the podcast as well. And that's another thing that I really want to dive deep into today is your leadership style. When I met you, I was literally just humbled by the your grace in, as a leader. And what I mean by that is you always lead with compassion. You don't hold negativity over others. You don't hold people to like negative accountability. And it's so, it's such an amazing refreshing thing to see in a leader because as we can see it's grown the love yourself foundation to becoming a very a very organically happy community right mm-hmm. so we've just really found such peace within the dialogues that we have and we can really lead by example that way and you really do that for all of us um i want to understand more about your leadership style and maybe your journey as a leader um Mm -hmm. how has that journey been uh first of all thank you des i really appreciate um all that you've said and expressed right now it means a lot um to me because I feel like one of the biggest things that I try to do is realize that I might be um, leading, but really I'm always learning uh, from my my peers and uh, my my members and my and all that. And so it's really like a it is an energy exchange, and um, and really I love to um, I really love to hone in on everyone's gifts because 
we are all co-creating the Love Yourself Foundation together. And it's thanks to the community that we've built together that we've seen the growth um, now and the continued growth. So, so thank you, Des, for all that you've done and continue to do for the Love Yourself Foundation too. Um, but my journey, I have to say, um, I think for me as a person, I remember I have my I remember being a child quite vividly. And I remember the the teachers that I liked and the adults that I liked. And those were always adults and teachers that were humble and were they didn't make you feel less than, you know, they didn't make you feel that just because you were a kid didn't mean that you didn't know better, you know, I, and I love the ones that were always empowering me to really like believe in myself and in my strengths. And even if there were some weaknesses to discuss the way that they went about it. So I think for me, uh, remembering that and remembering being a kid um, helps me a lot in my adulthood um, and remembering really, cause deep down, you know, we all have that inner child just, we're all big kids. You know, I really, I really see every human as a, every adult as like a, just a, a bigger version of themselves from when they were a child. And so I remember that. And I, and I remember the compassion that I would receive from again, those, those uh, mentors or those elders and whatnot. So I try to do that. I tried to live by those principles, the, that leadership that I saw growing up and, uh, just even later in life, you know, in college with my, my favorite uh, teachers that I had that were the same thing, like super, super humbled. And, and the, the, the ones that resonate were the ones that were super smart, but they were just super humble of the information and not afraid to say, Hey, like, I don't know all the answers. I will never forget um, one of my mentors and favorite people um, who has also been a big guide for me um, as the Love Yourself Foundation has grown. Guard Jameson, he's a, a professor at UNLV at the university here in Las Vegas, and then he's also a, a philanthropist um, here in Southern Nevada. I will never forget like the first few days of class. He um, asked like the, the freshmen to raise their hand. He asked the sophomores, the juniors, the seniors, and as, as he asked, he drew circles for, on the board for each, each group. And for the seniors, it was like the bigger group. And then he did, he, he, he drew a little dot next to the circles. And he said that those were the folks that had um, PhD. And so then he asked the class, he said, so do you all think that the, the folks that have PhDs know everything? And everyone's response was like, well, yeah. And guard he just said to us, he was like, well, I have news for you. We don't know shit. <laughs> and, and just to hear, you know, this man has a PhD, but to hear him say that, like, he, and then he went and said, you know, we know a lot about one thing, but we don't know everything. And I really appreciated that, that humility because, you know, I had a, other professors that had a much different attitude. So Again, those are the examples I've seen, and I think those are the, the again the the leadership style that I that I that I that I portray and I and I try to live by is that um, we're all human, and it's so important as uh, events or programs or workshops happen. Um, at the end of the day, we're we're first humans, and mistakes are bound to happen. And when they happen, it's okay. Like it was just an opportunity to 
just come up with a quick solution sometimes and no one should be no one should feel like they're terrible because they made a mistake i've made many mistakes and continue to make mistakes and so I, that's why i think again it's so important to uh remember that that we're, we're first human and every human deserves that compassion you know when when difficult moments arise in any type of type of teamwork environment um again bringing that compassion to the situation just neutralizes everything and allows the group to feel okay and move forward again it's so refreshing uh to hear you speak about leadership in this way. I think it's the biggest misconception sometimes for leaders to be pushed into a leadership role to have to be somebody who they're not. And Mm -hmm. that's when I feel like a lot of the time ego creeps in and ego is just another facade for fear. So ego creeps in and we feel like we may need to lead in a certain type of way that's led by ego. And we all know how that might end up negatively um, or with folks in your community and your organization who work out of fear. Um, it's completely the opposite of what we have here, um, what you have at the Love Yourself Foundation. And I think it's amazing that you have such a mentor like Gar Jameson to show you. And I will say from experience that I haven't had a lot of leaders or teachers in my life who did lead out of compassion. And that's why I say it's so refreshing because it is out there and it is inspiring to know that this kind of leadership works and does foster a much stronger a community than that of fear and of ego. Mm-hmm. At this point, what is your biggest win as a leader? What did you do that you felt like, man, this is really the pinnacle of my journey right now? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like everything I've been a part of um, has definitely had its wins. You know, like I, the first uh, uh, leadership position I had was when I was leading um, a campaign at the university when I was a student. And, and I had never done that. And, and thankfully, too, through mentorship and, and wonderful mentorship, I was able to um, flourish and learn and that was that's really the foundation too of everything that I've done was when I was leading that campaign um, against water bottle use and just to see the growth that that campaign had and everything we were able to accomplish and has continued you know the campaign has continued past me which is wonderful you know I think as a, any leader would anything that anybody starts you want it if 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 you have to remove yourself you want the the campaign or the program or what have you to continue. So that's a big win. And for me and, and, uh, but I think just to bring it back to present, present times is, uh, it really warms my heart to, um, see the, the love yourself foundation, everything we've been able to accomplish on such a grassroots level. And the fact that none of us, you know, none of us are getting paid to do this, you know, all the funds that, that uh, the organization currently generates just goes back to the org. And uh, one day, you know, in the hopes of hiring myself, hiring others, that's definitely the goal. But just to see that uh, the people within the organization feel so passionate and that they've been able to contribute, you know, however much. And that I'm always super grateful of however small or large someone's able to help with their, with their gifts and, and contributing 
and, and the growth. So I, I think that is just seeing how incredible is it that it's attracted such giving and, and amazing people um, to contribute to everything that we've been able to do so far. And it just makes me so excited for when we will have more resources and more, more, um, yeah, more resources to do more incredible things. So it's just the beginning and it's been such a beautiful beginning and it makes me again, super excited for what's to come. That's fantastic. That is super fantastic. Mm -hmm. What is one piece of advice you could give someone who's just getting started or who has pondered perhaps starting an organization of their own? I guess my biggest advice is it's okay to just be at your pace. You know, when you have a bright idea, um, you want it, you're like, oh my goodness, like you just feel that. And really I spent, I want to say like seven months pondering the idea. Like I was pondering about, the connection of, of the mission really because I was going through and healing myself and you know connecting the dots and and I just kept feeling that this could be something that I could create for others to learn I didn't know what it would look like and then uh, when I decided to put energy in it it was amazing just to see how the ideas just came and I was able to formulate it and I will never forget like the, the day that the name came because it really it was just being patient and at the same time focused. Um, and then just, I spent a year really like, uh, I spent a whole year just kind of like marinating on it, thinking of like how it would look like, what would be like the pillars of it. And um, my good friend was helping me create the website. And so a lot of during that year and there were definitely moments where I was like oh my goodness I just want to put it out there already (laughs) but I'm so thankful that I didn't and I just allowed the the flow to take its course and so I think that's it I think sometimes as 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 creators um, we want to think that if we're not producing and putting it out there immediately that you're wrong or something you're not you know it's uh again be patient with yourself and with your process and trust yourself like if it takes you a year to launch whatever your idea might be that's okay or maybe it's a little bit sooner but whatever it is be on your timeline and you don't need to compare yourself to what other people are doing or how fast that person is producing just be your own sense of direction and have yourself as the benchmark like, okay, this is where I'm at. And there's days where, you know, you're tired and you might not be able to contribute to your idea. And that's okay too. Like that, that's part of the flow. And uh, just be, I think nature for me has always been my greatest teacher and just realizing how nature functions. You know, there's moments of stillness and then there's moments of more, of more movement. Um, and where are, we are of nature, we are part of nature. So makes sense that we'd be on that same type of cycle. So just be, be aware and, and, and my recommendation, be aware and be kind and patient with yourself and your cycle. That is all amazing things and super well said. I think that's one thing that you also do that's really, that really makes you a successful leader is you have a mission that comes from the soul and you can hear it when you speak, you speak from the soul, but everything else is organic. Like you never push ideas that is 
you know, just your ideas, you know, everybody comes together and makes it this one community driven mission. That's another thing if I could just contrast from I think what the status quo might be for leaders is that the leader may always think that he or she is correct and mm. that their ideas might supersede others. But again, just another amazing takeaway from everything that you mentioned there. All right. So as we come to a close now, I want to turn the mic back over to you. And if you would like to call upon the audience um, in any way, now is the time to do so. Hey, I guess I'll call upon is um, I want to challenge everyone to just think back to something they like to do when they were a child, you know, whatever it is, maybe it was dancing or maybe it was drawing and think back to that little version of yourself that was less critical and that just did, you know, it was just creative. Um, and so again, it, it could have, it could be anything. Maybe it was playing um, just with other people or maybe it was just, you know, whatever it is, whatever brought you a lot of joy, um, think back to that and you could emulate it or maybe it's just thinking about it, maybe during a meditation or something to, to, to think back to that joy and uh, remembering that that joy is always within yourself. Like even when there's moments of challenge or difficulty, um, yes, we need to embrace those challenges and learn from them, but just know that like that joy, the joy is always waiting for you. And sometimes it's, it's fun to just tap into that inner child that just wants to come out and play. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I love that exercise. I think more and more people need to hear about this exercise. So whoever's listening, go ahead and set aside some time, even one or two minutes, just do some reflection. And I'm, I know I get a lot of healing out of it. So <laughs> I want to give you the opportunity now to plug where people can find you and the Love Yourself Foundation. Awesome. Uh, well, you can find us at the lyfoundation.com. Um, we also are on Facebook and Instagram with the same handle. So the LY Foundation is our handle. So come and check us out. And yeah, we'd love to, to have you part of the community. <laughs> Fantastic. Monica, thank you so much again for sitting down with me and doing this interview. I always learn something new from you. You've been such a pivotal person in my journey these past two years. And I, I do hope that, you know, just more and more people can find you and what you're doing with the Love Yourself Foundation and jump on board with the mission because it's all love here. It's all good things. Aww. Thank you so much, Daz. I truly appreciate all your all your love, all your support, all your contribution. So it's people like you that helps all of this grow. So thank you. Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity, and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at ThePositiveAF.